0: We are still looking through the state of theology, and this is one of Ligonier's surveys that they run every two years. You can find it at stateoftheology.com You look like you want to say something. I just
1: want to just note that if people are wondering, wait, yesterday you talked about sex outside of marriage, today we're going to abortion, and I think the question on maybe somebody's mind is, wait, I thought you were talking about the state of theology. Mm. Now we're talking about all of these practical things. Mm. That seem to be different from theology? What What's going on here? So how would we
2: respond to, to that? Uh, Christian doctrine al- always speaks to the, the daily realities uh, of human life. Um, that, that's what Christian doctrine is all about. It's not just some kind of a, like I said, I think I said in, a, in an earlier show, it's not just abstract info for theology wonks. Uh, it, it's it's, theology is about the character of God and uh, about uh, God's intention and will for human life, and God's will, you know, God's law given to us in, in, in Scripture uh, is a precious gift. It's not a, not a burden. And and the law gives life. We live within the parameters that God has given. And so that's that's why we want to engage these uh, questions. That's why Ligonier engaged these questions on their theology survey, because these are all directly connected to Christian doctrine.
1: So, like, uh, so you're saying that theology and, let's say, like the gospel applies to life? Wow. That'd be actually a good show. Yeah. That
0: would be a good show. We should <laughs> think about that sometime. Um, well, so today's statement, as you mentioned, is, Russ, is uh, "abortion is a sin." So the respondents can either agree or, or disagree. Now, out of the evangelical respondents, 80 percent strongly agreed that abortion is a sin. Of course, once it went into the general population, it's like 34 percent strongly agreed that abortion is a sin. What does the scripture say about abortion?
2: uh well i think i think we should start with uh, the 10 commandments in exodus chapter 20 uh you shall not kill uh and actually technically it- it's uh, you shall not murder uh you shall not take innocent life arbitrarily or, or or for any reason and human life we know that human life begins in the womb human life begins at conception i'm i'm a, I'm going to read Psalm 139, beginning with verse 13. For you, speaking to the Lord, for you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Now, we obviously weren't made in the depths of the earth, but this is another it's an image of the womb. Uh, your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written, uh, every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when as yet there were none of them. So you know, that very clearly tells us that the development of, of the human fetus is an act of God. Uh, when, the, when, a, when that sperm and egg come together and form a little zygote, uh, that's the beginning of a human life. And uh, human life is, we are made in the image of God and to be protected uh, from conception to natural death. And when we interrupt and when we take it upon ourselves to interrupt and and end that little life, uh, we are playing God, and uh, that is sin. Yes.
1: In our culture today, there's just all of this talk about Choice and a mother's right, and quite honestly, that that language is not helpful. Um, it's not accurate, and I think Phil has has done a great job of just establishing we're not talking about something abstract. We're talking about a human life. So at conception, when the sperm fertilizes the egg, that is a distinct. Human being. Yes. Mm-hmm. With all
3: the properties of DNA that make that human being. It's not it's a full potential it's, yeah, life. It's not a potential life. Mm-hmm. It's it life. is a life. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. And and at the end of the day, everyone knows that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's not a science. That's not a, a question up for debate within the scientific community. It is mm-hmm. a fact that that is right. a distinct human life. And so what happens is we don't want to say that um, a mom has the right to take a life. So then what we say is that she has the right to do what she wants with her own body. We, the debate gets shifted because we're not comfortable with talking about it as reality because that will lead to conclusions that some don't want to get to. So what we do is we change the terms to make us more comfortable. But ch- changing the terms doesn't change the reality of the situation. Mm-hmm.
0: It's, it's the blight of our day. And, and I think there's a couple different directions we can, we can go here. So we'll play the game Choose Your Own Adventure. So you can, I'll, I'll throw a couple questions out there, and you guys can choose which way you want to go. How should this inform... our our civic responsibilities, this question of abortion, because obviously it's said often that, oh, we shouldn't be a single issue voter and it's looked down upon. That's one path you can take. And then maybe another path you can take is, um, so no doubt we do have listeners who are redeemed Christians, washed, sanctified, justified in the name of the Lord Jesus, who have participated in abortions. Uh, What would we say to them and perhaps what happens to aborted babies? So, che- first, first of all, the only
3: sin that's unforgivable is the complete rejection of Christ. So that you know, we there is forgiveness, and uh, you've referenced First Corinthians a number of times. There's a, a litany of uh, sinful behaviors, and uh, Paul will write, "And such were some of you." It's yes. a past tense type of thing. So, I think that we do need to uh constantly remind people that Jesus loves and forgives that's an important thing because uh you know and and once he's forgiven uh, and that's a sin that he's died for and there there are some consequences in life to that and grief might be a very strong consequence of that when you look at other children that you've born and you realize that there was one more or Several more, but and that might be a consequence, but forgiveness is there, and we need to constantly affirm that
1: and I think we, as the church have to do a better job of allowing those that have have been down this path to be able to talk about it and to walk alongside of them and to do so without condemnation yeah mm-hmm. um, we're not helping them. This is a brother and sister in Christ that Jesus Christ died for those sins as well Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. as they've been accepted in christ we as the church need to accept them we're not making excuses Mm -hmm. for sin we're not trying to whitewash it but at the same time we all are redeemed sinners right and and we're and we still sin and that's right and and, you know the, the
3: the church is a place where it is safe to be a sinner or should be safe to That's be right. a sinner because you're standing next to one every Sunday, and you're you're that
1: person as well. Mm-hmm. So, and, but unfortunately, sometimes in the church, we give the impression of the cate- categories. Mm-hmm of sin and and these are a lot worse than these like, and a like jerry worse.
0: bridges titles res, these are respectable sins yeah
1: and yes, yes there are some sins that have have more significant consequences i get that i don't mm-hmm. want to minimize that um but at the same time we have to be careful that we don't then relegate someone to a second class status as a, as a person within the church because well you know what they did
2: sure mm-hmm. i i really believe that I am in exactly the same moral spiritual category as the woman who has had an abortion. Uh, Jesus, uh, I'm going to read a, a verse from Matthew 5, and this is Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus said, you have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not murder, and whoever murders will be liable to the judgment. But I say to you that everyone who is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment whoever insults his brother will be liable to the council and whoever says you fool will be liable to the hell of fire as as far as jesus is concerned that anger and hatred are violations of the commandment of life that you that you shall not uh, you shall not murder uh, i'm in am I'm, in, I'm right there in exactly the same moral category there there is no there is no moral high ground at the foot of the cross uh, there's no, there's no place where we can stand and, and point down at someone else.
0: Yeah. Because this, so going off a couple of shows a couple days ago on, on Jesus's active obedience, the implication of the gospel is that the only people that get into heaven are perfect people. Yes. Only perfect people get into heaven. That's why we need the righteousness of Christ. Yes. So for any, uh, sinner, for any saint to look down upon another saint for those sins that they've committed in their life is
2: preposterous. Is preposterous. Mm-hmm. Yes. Real quickly,
1: I want to just circle back to one of the other questions that you asked. What So what can we do proactively about um, really trying to reclaim a culture that, that honors and, and respects and protects life? And this is where I would say that as individual Christians, that we should be trying to do as much as we can to influence legislation, influence those that are, are elected officials making our voice heard, um, but also being proactive in helping organizations that are trying to interact with people that are making these decisions to have an abortion or not, that we, we put our money where our m- mouth is, basically, where we, we give money to organizations that are trying to come along some young females or females of any age, really, that are struggling with well, what should they do with, uh, with a pregnancy that, that they didn't expect. Um, and so it's it's not just um, how we vote; it's it, it's how we use our voice. It's how we use our our, our pocketbook that we mm-hmm. fund organizations and that we pray for organizations and and politicians. Um, that we do as much as we can as individuals to try to promote a culture of life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen.
0: Well, you've been listening to the Gospel for Life. If you've missed any of our broadcasts, just subscribe to our podcast and whatever app that you use. Um, At some point, We should probably open something up so they can send in questions to us. Um, And uh, that'll be on our website. Um, But we need to get that updated because we are planning, God willing, to have a conference this year, the Reformation Boise Conference. It will be in November. We have two great speakers, God willing, that are going to be here Uh, Robert Godfrey, Dr. Robert Godfrey, and Dr. Terry Johnson. Uh, More details will be eking out in the weeks and months to come. We'll see you next time.